It's 8.08, and we're giving away two Miami Heat tickets. So call in now, 305-541-2350. That's 305-541-2350. This is the Only in Miami show. giving away Miami Heat seats tomorrow night against the ATL Hawks. Caller number 4, 305-541-2350. 305-541-2350. Check out Luol Dang, Mario Chalmers, and the Miami Heat. Call in now, 305-541-2350. That's 305-541-2350. We're giving away two tickets to the Miami Heat. Call in now, 305-541-2350. Fourth caller wins, only in Miami. Caller number four to 305-541-2350. Win a pair of tickets to see the Miami Heat take on the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow night, 7.30 tip. I hear the phone's ringing. Fourth caller wins two tickets to the Miami Heat versus the Atlanta Hawks Tuesday night. That's tomorrow night at 730. This is the only in Miami show. Fourth caller wins 305-541-2350. And I think we have a winner. This is the only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern, and we have a winner. Who are we talking with? Uh, Alfonso. Alfonso, where are you calling from? Uh, from Hollywood. Well, Alfonso, congratulations. You're caller number four. You win two tickets to the Miami Heat versus the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow night. What's Thank your you. favorite show on 880 The Biz? Um, only Miami. Winner. Alrighty, winner, winner, chicken <laughs> dinner. All right, so stay on the line, and our producer is going to take your name, your phone number, your email, and Alfonso, congratulations. Have fun at the Heat game. Thank you.
Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami Show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find us online at www.onlyinmiamishow.com. And congratulations, Alfonso, on your two tickets. Good job. He sounded excited. He sounded really excited. He's ready there. to go. <laughs> well, welcome to the program, Mr. Drastic Fanatic. Happy Monday. Eh, not the happiest of Mondays for all our locals, but... You know what? At least we have the Miami Heat. Yeah, and it's still, preseason. We still so. have them. They haven't moved away yet. No, you still I have swear, them. I swear. Yeah. So, I mean, what's going on there, man? These New York teams seem to be in a New death York. spiral. New York. Are you about? These let's football talk about teams. You, let's talk about your Miami Dolphins yesterday. I don't know. I didn't watch them play. Well, I was at the Tropical Audubon Society. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know they what? They play I, tough. Look, they play tough. You gotta, you gotta appreciate the fact they went toe to toe with uh, Aaron Rodgers and company. But at the end of the day, they got outcoached and outclassed and outscored. Well, I mean, if Philbin was such a great coach, wouldn't he be no. able to beat Aaron Rodgers, the guy he no. coached for five years? or you so? You would think the whole pupil-teacher-experiment uh, experiment didn't really work out there yesterday. No, he, no, he needed a class and clock management there, uh, Mr. Philbin. So bring us through it because I, I missed it. A lot of miscues, just a lot of questionable play calling and clock management, and um, they took the lead. And Green Bay, you know, gutsy, gutsy call. They go and kick a field goal to cut it to four, right? Okay. And they're like, you know, what? we're going to kick the field goal, and we'll stop them, and we'll score a touchdown, and we'll win. And that's exactly what happened with the with uh, the help of the Miami Dolphins helping stop the clock for the Green Bay Packers on multiple occasions through throwing in complete passes and taking timeouts for them. Um, See, this seems like the problems that we've been complaining about for years with Mike Sherman at the you helm. You don't want coaching to ruin but, it for you, but that's kind of like what happened yesterday. I mean, was it worse than the Jets ruining their win when they called that phantom same timeout? kind of thing, same kind of well, same, yeah, same kind of miscues. <laughs> look, I don't know. The, the is it worse the, or better? Or no, no, no. Was look, it more interesting? This is, is the more same fun? conversation that's been going on between Jets and Dolphins for God knows how long already, right? Even last year, we were saying, "All right, what are they? They're both 500 teams." They I both, know, but this is the fifth conversation we're having like that but this it's year about the, the Jets, and, the and it's Patriots the third one with rolling. the Dolphins. Yeah, the Patriots are still rolling, and it's Groundhog's Day again. Nothing changed. I don't you know, know man. Of, last year we were 500 teams, uh, 500 winning percentage. This year we're like, both will be about 33% for lucky. We'll be battling for like the seventh pick in the draft. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. The Jets lost some key personnel. Tell me about it. Personnel? No, O-linemen, but actually. Well, what about the, your, your starting cornerback? Oh, him? He's never on the field anyway. And then when he does play, he gets benched. So it's like he's injured. But who cares about that guy, D. Milner? He's He's <laughs> terrible. Terrible. He's terrible, but he's no. your he's your starter. He's what you got. He was no, the ninth he has, overall he hasn't pick been in playing. the draft. Look, we have Allen Antonio, Antonio Allen, and Allen Antonio Allen all playing in the secondary and doing a bang up job right now. Well, I mean, just to put this in perspective, the Dolphins drafted a guy like ninth overall, and, and his name was Troy Vincent. And if they had been smart enough to keep him, right. he was a Pro Bowler. He was a with starter the, for with a decade. The Eagles. Yep. Yeah, he went over to the Eagles. But the look, the Dolphins, they got a good front seven, right? They played stellar. They were in Aaron Rodgers' grill all game yesterday, right? Same as the Jets, very parallel. They got great guys up front. They'll stuff the run. They'll get in your face a little bit. Secondary play yesterday for the Dolphins and the Jets, both not to speak of. Um, <laughs> quarterback play, Aaron uh, Ryan Tannehill 
could not get anything going in the first half. Then he mixed it up a little bit. They got him wheeling around. They had some men in motion. They're trying to they look like the old uh, Charlie Weiss offense there for a little bit, but and they had they had Tannehill bootlegging, scrambling, you know, doing things with his feet, just playing football, having fun. It looked like for a little bit. Well, that's that's the ticket with Tanny. He's got to move. The guy is a wide receiver that's learning how to play quarterback. Yeah, and that's what let him take the lead and go toe to toe with the Packers. But, um, you know, they had the lead. They could have ran the ball just to kill clock. Green Bay was out of timeouts. They threw it on second to stop it. Then obviously it was third and long. They they ran. They killed a little clock. Third and nine. They run the ball. Third and nine. They run the ball. They run the ball. Yeah. Well, I at mean, that point you have to run. Then. At that point you yeah. have to run the ball because you just stopped the clock on second down. So now you got to at least run it on third down. I'm trying to get a first down. I'm trying to win the game. That's well, the booth, by it, the way, and he's he's in on this one because uh, honestly, I can't even say, man. I can't look, tell you yeah, what the Dolphins right. did if, here. If you're going to pass on second down, then you're already committed to getting that first down, there, right? There you go. So then why not? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. There you go. But yeah, but, that, but then when you have that like old Herm Edwards man genius, like <laughs> oh. that type of mentality of just like. You know, we're both on TV now. Exactly, <laughs> these guys, and, and 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 this guy won't even be on TV. He can't even be. <laughs> you know, uh, this guy got no personality. I heard reports that he totally lost of the locker room already. Um, yeah, Phil Regis, not Regis. What's his name? Philbin. <laughs> yeah, I know. That I guy's know. Like, Joe that, Philbin, guy, I know. that guy's better personality. That's, that's what he coaches like Regis Philbin. Well. I would take Regis over this guy as my head coach. Oh, he shows more. That's bad. Look at the way this guy gets into like Notre Dame football, right? This guy's uh, Regis Philbin. No, it's he got odd. more enthusiasm. Uh, than you know, Joe Philbin is an Joe odd Philbin. duck. Okay, he's an odd duck. He was in the the rare offensive coordinator who did not call his own plays in Green Bay. He was not the play caller there. What does that mean? That sounds like an oxymoron. <laughs> Are you calling him an oxymoron? That would be, just a regular that would be, moron. That would so be what nice. did he do? He carried the chalkboard? What did he do? I'm not exactly sure what he did, but he was the offensive coordinator, and he did not call the plays. He was the, the, man, the, the eye in the sky, the man in the booth. Look, we're taking your calls. 305-541-2350. That's 305-541-2350. If you got a comment, question, concern, uh, I'm sure there are plenty of concerns. <laughs> plenty of concerns Jets, for Dolphins, Dolphins Giants. So concern away. Oh, giants. Oh, the Giants. So let's talk G-Man. about the Gigantes. Uh, what what happened there, man? I think it's, it's they a ran tough, into a bus. They haven't beaten anyone with over a 500 record yet. Um, but clearly, now, now clearly not only, they're 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 done. Not only they're done. Okay. Not only is uh, is this a problem for the Giants and their fans like J Bone, right? But this is a problem on many people's fantasy teams. Let's. Let's just focus on fantasy football for the next few minutes here. <laughs> okay. All right? So you lose Victor Cruz on your fantasy team. What do you do? Who do you get off the wire? Who is out Ruben there? Who Randall. is your guy? Well, he's, Ruben Randall was a guy I've been giving out as a uh, sleeper all year. And uh, I'm fortunate to have him in a few leagues. But now, not as, not as a number one guy. He's better probably as a complimentary uh, player. But it's going to be on his shoulders now and uh, probably more at a tight end over there. And uh, so Giants are in bad shape right now. They're in a tough division. They got two of the best teams in the uh, NFC. Dallas Cowboys are rolling right now and the and the Eagles. So So, who do you pick up, though, at wide receiver? Who are the giant bunch? No, no, no. I mean, like, uh, you know, you lost you lost Victor Cruz. You got to go to the wire. Uh, You know. Who who would you suggest as a replacement? A sleeper, somebody that's you know not. May, is there anybody that on might the have Giants? Someone that might, no, no. Ruben Randall's definitely owned in in all the leagues. 
Um, I mean, do, do the Giants have a number three guy that we need to know about, or is there somebody else that's? I'm not buying any rising. Giant guys. I'm not impressed. <laughs> No, no. Uh, Maybe in a situational start, if you have a guy in a bye week, um, maybe pick someone up like that if the Giants are playing a sub-500 team. Uh, Uh, What about Devin Hester? Hester seems to be on the wire in quite a few leagues. Nah, I wouldn't go for him. Unless you get kick return yards and punt return yards. I mean, I'm looking at the wire in our league here, and there's there's a few guys that are very widely owned that are still out there, like uh, Danny Amendola. I can't trust that guy. Why not? Nah, nah, nah. First of all, Patriot receivers and running backs are total crapshoot week in and week out. But the, they're playing the Jets on Thursday night at well, home this week, so might, I think that's that probably a good, good play. <laughs> <laughs> Under those circumstances. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to pick up Danny Amendola in our league you know for what? you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's probably actually a really good pickup. <laughs> Sad enough. You know, you got to look at it I that way. I can't see Alan Antonio covering him. I mean, it's not like losing your starting cornerback when – when a, a number one receiver like Victor Cruz goes down, you have to do something besides offering terrible trades to the people in the league with you. <laughs> I tried <laughs> to point you at Eli Manning last night, hoping oh, yeah, that you yeah. were paying attention. <laughs> sell low, sell low, buy high. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> buy real high. Uh, let's see. Any other fantasy updates? I dropped Cam Newton, and of course he had a great game yesterday, finally. <laughs> Who? Cam Newton. Oh, you cut him? Yeah, I cut him, man. I cut him, and I, I couldn't Why? deal. He's just he hasn't run all year until yesterday. Yesterday he, he cracked yards. open the Superman vest I saw. So give me a sitter start here because it's it's live. live? Austin Davis or Austin Ka- or Davis. Kaepernick. Sitter start because I have both of them. I picked up Austin Davis as my backup. Uh, what do you oh, think? who would he play over the two tonight? You've got to go with Kaepernick, I think. Yeah. Yeah, just because the nine of defense is tougher. Yeah, you I, know, the St. Louis got a good front seven. They can get in your face a little bit, but um. I don't know. I'm going against Austin Davis, so I can't be rooting for him. So you're asking me. Uh, I'm coming with a little prejudice tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't root for Austin. He's been playing at a very yeah, high yeah, level. Yeah, He's definitely been a hot pickup, you know. Um, just I can't root for him tonight. <laughs> 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 so if you're asking me, I'm telling you from my heart, not my brain. No, 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 no. Engage the brain here. This or my is fantasy wallet, football. not my brain. <laughs> right. this is, yeah, we, we engage the wallet here. No, so um, – Let's see. Any other surprise pickups? I'll, I'll tell you what. I I picked up Antoine Smith, and I feel like a moron for not starting him the last two weeks. Yeah, he's, that di- guy's he's a, a playmaker. dynamic playmaker. Yep. Yeah, he is like he could be like the sleeper of this year. I mean, he needs injuries though, kind of to clear the way for him. But eventually, they're probably going to just drop the whole Stephen Jackson experiment. I think that's just not working out anymore. Well, Antoine Smith. Has he gets a few touches each game? That's about it, like four or five. Oh, but he he's like a Darren Sproles. He'll get the ball and just be out, and yeah. that's it. He's gone. Forty yeah. yard touchdown this past week. Uh, let's see, he has the fi- okay. Uh, I'm just reading from ESPN. Uh, he continues to demand more, more work. He's in his fifth year. He has the 17, 17th most fantasy points this year amongst running backs, despite seeing just seventeen touches. On the season. Well. Wow. Why aren't they starting this guy? <laughs> and I think they will. They're struggling this year. They've definitely been a disappointment so far, the Atlanta uh, Falcons. And a guy like him might be the get the, get the ball in his hands a little more and get more plays out of him is a way to go. Now, for those looking for a running back, let's talk about a guy who's who's probably on the wire in some leagues. He's probably owned in others. 
in in our particular league that we're in, he he was he is owned, and he was recently traded. I'm talking about Noshawn Moreno. Do you think fantasy owners should be picking up Noshawn Moreno uh, just yet? Yeah, I would have. I would. I, he's a guy I would stash. I don't feel comfortable playing him on a weekly basis at this point. Now, if somebody offered you Mike Wallace, the wide receiver for the Dolphins, in exchange for Noshawn Moreno, I would take. Would Wallace. you take the deal? I like Wallace over Noshawn. Why? Why? Because he's the number one receiver. I'd rather have a clear number one receiver that could that's getting a touchdown a week, basically, right now. Um, over a guy who you never know if he's going to stay healthy or not, and then if he does, he's going to split carries, he's going to get goal line, blah, blah, blah. I'd rather take the sure play. Actually, also, uh, Noshawn gives a lot of breathing room to, to Mike Wallace. I think the two complement each other. And I want to thank Tuan for making that trade. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Special guest Tuan. Special guest Tuan. Uh, so a- any other fantasy picks that, that we should talk about here? Because it, it's happening, man. Chances this is are the time. if you have DeMarco Murray, your team's doing pretty well. <laughs> That's all uh, I could say. That guy's a beast. How about Tampa Bay? Doug Martin doesn't seem to be nah, having much can't of a year trust this him. year. Can't trust him. But what about when it rains? Bobby it Rainey, he's a guy that is worth keeping because you know, I'm you know me. Every week I say you want those handcuffs, man. You want those handcuffs and pray for it. You know, it's not nice. It's not nice. I don't feel it. Sound like an Eagle fan here, but <laughs> you don't want to pray for someone to get hurt. But when you go after all these handcuffs, you kind of pray for someone to get hurt. <laughs> Well, maybe not to get hurt, but oh, well, to, to underperform. You know, right. Maybe have a child and miss a game, something like that, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so you're praying for more yeah. children have in a the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that's that's unwise considering uh, that you drafted Adrian Peterson this year. It's probably yeah. not I a wish good. I knew then what I knew now. <laughs> I know. It's rough. Well, that's the beauty of fantasy. You know, nobody knows at the beginning of the year. Everybody makes their picks. Uh, I, I read an article about a week ago or no, maybe two weeks ago that said that people who drafted, like, like you know, they, they look across all of the leagues. Calvin John, all the receivers, every, all first-round, top two-round receivers are all banged up. Right. AJ Green, Brandon Marshall. Yeah, and, and but so people that know. drafted in the top three this year or top four are doing worse on average than people who drafted oh, in the probably. bottom four. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I could see that. Jamal Charles hasn't done anything special. McCoy, so-so. You know, McCoy has been a, his... a huge disappointment. He's he has, averaging three yards a carry this it year. It looks like uh, I was watching him last night. It looks like he was getting a little of the mojo back. So yeah, I was just happy. But that... Darren Sproles got hurt last night. So oh, that might that's mean... right. Is he out? I think he's going to be out for a little while, so that could only be good things for McCoy owners. That's true. That's very, very true. And speaking of top backs, uh, Matt Forte finally found the end zone no, yesterday. Matt Forte has been the one guy who I was kind of skittish on going into the air. I didn't well, think he... that he was going to. He's only a top pick in a PPR league. Let's point that out. Absolutely. Yeah, he gets a lot of those Cutler dump-offs. A ton. He had 10 receptions yesterday. Right. Yeah. That's And that's, that, that's your next opponent there for your Miami Dolphins. The Bears? The Bears. But so, it's in Soldier Field, right? Yeah. I don't like their chances next week. Why not? Because it looks like they have a hard time with the big receivers. Like the Jordy Nelsons of the world. He was. He made uh, Dolphins secondary look like midgets out there. That's what happens when you play zone. <laughs> What's that? That's what happens when you play zone. Yeah, what? but they they couldn't they couldn't stick with those guys. Look, the Dolphins are counting on Jay Cutler to, to win this game. They're not going to be able to Dolphins. stick with Marshall if he plays and and Alshon Jeffrey. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a really short break. Let me give out the call-in number one more time: three zero five five four one two three five zero. That's three zero five five four one two three five zero. We want to hear your calls. We'll be right back. This is the only in Miami show. 
Are you tired of paying big law firms three to $500 per hour for standard corporate legal services? Call the Business and Real Estate Law Group at 800-398-6795. Have you thought about hiring an in-house attorney but don't have the budget to justify it? Visit our website at brelawyers.com and see how we can protect your business without breaking your bottom line. At the Business and Real Estate Law Group, we serve small businesses throughout Florida from our offices in Dade and Palm Beach County. Flat fees are available for most transactions. So call 800-398-6795 to speak directly with one of our experienced attorneys. Again, that number is 800-398-6795. Or you can visit our website at brelawyers.com. That's B as in boy, R as in Richard, E as in Edward, lawyers.com. Get the service, value, and peace of mind your business deserves from the attorneys at the Business and Real Estate Law Group. Welcome back. This is the only in Miami show sports hour with the drastic fanatic. <laughs> What's up, Beb? What's up, man? Alrighty, We have a caller on the line. And by the way, you can call in 305-541-2350. Caller, your name and city. Hello? Yeah, hello. Caller, hello, name and city. this is Twan up in West Palm. <laughs> Twan, my hero. Thanks for calling <laughs> in, buddy. What's going on, man? Missed you, dude. It was, Missed it you. Nice. It was nice doing business with you in that league, that little trade we made last week. Very, very nice. My team did, is how, celebrating. Who, who started that trade talk, by the way? I did. Of course I did. Okay. I, had to, I, had to, I needed a running back, and we went dolphin for dolphin. I, I traded him Mike Wallace. For right. Sean Moreno. My, and, uh, my tuna for your salmon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I feel, as a Jets fan, I feel a little dirtier for doing it. But, you know, I got rid of one. I added one. What's the difference, right? There you go. Yeah, you know? so. And I, I heard you guys talking about um, Victor Cruz. I guess the best way to, you know, re- rebound from that is to already have Ruben Randall on your roster like I do. I lost Victor. <laughs> there you already go. have Randall on my roster. And I'm there you go. Happy I the Twan handcuffing Victor. receivers. I like it. Sounds you like know, somebody nice wants Fred it. Jackson I don't have to there. Think about who to start anymore? It's like I don't have to play that guessing game. I'm right? Like, who am I going to start? That's Ruben my predicament too. Yeah, I have Fred Jackson <laughs> and CJ Spiller. I was like, one of them just blow a hammy already. Come on. <laughs> it makes life so much easier. It really right. does. You know. I'm a um, Ruben Randall fan. I have him in all my other leagues. So. Yeah, he's got a ton of targets in the red zone. I think he like leads the NFL in red zone targets for some ridiculous how about, how about, like that. How about Silas? What's his name? <laughs> he could be a good fantasy pickup. Okay, Who's that? talk to me. The Jet receiver. What's his name? Oh, boy, guys. I, I was actually at the game yesterday. He that dropped was, that yeah, crucial that was, catch. He needed to catch that one, man. Oh. That was that was some bad news yesterday. But, uh, you know, I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like, oh, they're just going to figure out a new way to break my heart these Jets against these Broncos. And they did. They, they, did. they did. Because if, if you had uh, Jets plus uh Oh, I know. Half, I figured. Seven and a half, right? Or nine? It was nine, it was nine and a half. A game <laughs> I know. Nine. Backdoor pick six. You know, anybody the, the week before who had the Jets plus 35 did very well. There was another backdoor yeah, pick go. six but, yesterday. You know, but, I saw. What's funny is if they actually, I don't know if you saw the play before the pick six, that should have been a safety. No, no I, I missed that they, one. They sacked him in the end zone. His knee was down in the end zone. For some reason, they took him out and they put him at the half yard line and, and didn't say it was a safety. It was clearly a safety. And that no. uh, that nine point win would have actually secured if, the cover. If the Al Michaels was doing that game, he would have let us know about it. Well, tell but, me this because <laughs> I didn't get to see it. What happened to Wes Welker yesterday? He had one catch 
T-shirts, backbreaker, right up the old brushel. <laughs> Most important catch of the game on third down to basically seal the game, and of course it's Wes Welker. You of know? course. Well, that does me no good on a fantasy level, although it's pretty rewarding. He had an orange yeah, Bronco well, on the side I, of his know, head. It was it was it was it was apropos for sure because uh, you know the the Welker Rex Ryan Patriot hatred is uh, it's still there. When I watched the replay, to... I saw a Patriot logo on the side of his helmet. I literally saw it with my <laughs> eyes. Like it was like an orange horse, but it looked like the Patriot guy. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. It, it's pretty sad. And I was you know yeah. I was I was thinking I was sitting there wandering my day away at the game yesterday. Well, you know going to my what was the weather and... like yesterday? Nice day. Oh, it was beautiful. Great, great food at Tailgate Joe. Great oh, there you go. burgers. Oh, it was delicious. It what really was on was. the menu yesterday, Tailgate Joe? What's that? What was on the menu yesterday? It was it was the Italian Tailgate yesterday. It was uh, oh. Pat Lafreda burgers with pesto over goat. They oh. had the sausage and peppers. They had the meatball sliders. It was really good. I'm but why really isn't he calling in here? Huh? You got to clean up my mic right now. Hold on. <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting there thinking, and I'm thinking about like who's the next coach of the Jets going to be, right? Oh who's boy, who's the next All GM, right? Twan? And I and I start going through my head. I started going through the the uh, the archives. And I start thinking to myself, you know, when was the last time the Jets hired an offensive coach? Offensive coach. Offensive coach. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, would you believe the Joe last Walton? time they hired an offensive coach was Rich Kotite? Kotite. Oh my goodness, that's a Rich long Kotite time ago. Was the last time that the Jets have hired. I don't think uh, Rich Kotite deserves a label, honestly, dude. Well, you know what? Uh, maybe we I don't can think trade you can Philbin label to the Jets. As, How about that? As, as anything, Rich Kotite. Listen, Philbin would be a perfect fit for the Jets. No, he wouldn't. We'll trade him over to you guys for, say, a second round pick, and he yeah, can take the, the yeah, spot yeah. on the roster maybe. that Tony Sperano vacated the, uh, to be coach of the Raiders. You guys see the Raiders game yesterday? Raiders? Yeah, uh, Raiders yeah, in San Diego. I saw pieces of it. They snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, but at least the Raiders have the young quarterback, the promising. He uh, looks like he looks legit. Well, actually, he I think legit. the combination of Tony Sperano and Sebastian Janikowski is a guaranteed hit. Think about the fist pumping there. Think right. about the yeah. three goals. Sperano, right? Sperano. <laughs> I read something crazy. What did Sperano do? He did. Uh, he buried the ball, right? He yeah, he, bur- like he had a burial ceremony when he first yeah. took over as the Raider coach. Like when Rex they had, they when dug they a hole. The Patriots and Rex, Rex buried the ball when they lost forty-five to three, and they beat him <laughs> in the playoffs that year. He, he took a he took a page out of the uh, Foot right. Chronicles. <laughs> he learned that he learned that when he was the, the O coordinator for uh, yes. for the Jets. All right, let me just finish my point real quick, and I will let you guys get back to what you're doing. Also, oh. now I'm thinking about old coaches who the Jets have hired through the years and this and that. Yeah. And when was the last time the Jets hired a coach that was actually an NFL head coach before? Belichick? No. Well, you didn't Parcells. get to keep him, but Parcells. Parcells. The last Parcells. guy that they've ever hired. Right, man, genius, an Herm NFL Edwards. Head coach before he came in and, and, and did that. And these guys are trying to reinvent the wheel for the past 20 years. Trying to make their own guys in their own in their <laughs> well, own. They're not going to get a good get coach come work for so, Woody now. So wait a minute. In other words, I, I get this, okay? What Tuan is saying is the Jets should have hired Andy Reid. I would have taken Andy Reid in a heartbeat, dude. What are you kidding me? <laughs> and that's why heartbeat. next year I'm only going to be happy with three names. And I'll give you the three names. And if it's anyone else, I'm, I'm going to be really not happy. Okay. I'm okay with And then, Cowher, and then after Bill you Cowher, give me three names, I'll tell you what they're going to do. Go ahead. Bill Cower. Okay. Uh-huh. John Gruden. Not a uh-huh. surprise. And Jim Harbaugh. 
are the three names that oh. I will accept. As and you know, who they're, you know what they're going to do, right? What are they going to do? They're going to get some scrub offensive. Uh, they're going to get some, some Seattle somewhere. coordinator. One of the Seattle coordinators. They're going to get the Seattle defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, They're going to yeah. pull a Herm uh, and a Mangini and a Rex Ryan. Yeah. These guys weren't even defensive coordinators. None of those they guys are going like to come work for Woody coach. Johnson, dude. <laughs> They're not going to come I'll work for grow. Woody Johnson. Give me a and break. It's... I'm fed up. Jets? What's a big Jet coach? Doesn't just for sound, all the reasons he just gave. Does not such sound, a bad stigma does that goes not with sound it. like a very rewarding position. Well, Tuan, thanks for calling in, buddy. Enjoy, guys. Thanks. <laughs> now, I'm going to give out the phone number one more time. It's 305-541-2350. That's 305-541-2350. Let's take a minute to talk about the Miami Heat here. Yeah, why not? Yeah, because the, the Heat are playing every Tuesday night this month. They played last Tuesday. It's amazing. The preseason flies, right? It's like boom, 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 boom. Season oh, starts. Yeah, like, it does. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the NBA preseason There's not a lot is... of fanfare around the preseason. I think nah. Vegas gets more... Uh, Gets more press than the Vegas League. Gets more press than the actual regular season. Yeah, the Summer League, of course. Yeah, well, you know, that's because the Summer League is all about the blue chips, whereas preseason is more like refining the last five guys on the roster. They know who the top ten are. Yeah, you still get the juice of the draft going, the postseason spillover, and then you need a little break, though. You need a little break. So You know what it is also? It's that during the preseason, coaches are hiding their hand. You know, they're not trying to play the same rotation that they'd play. According the to you, they hide their hand during the regular season. They do, but not as in the preseason. It's like, okay, we're going to start Norris Cole and Sean Williams. And let's I don't see think Spolster's going to be hiding anything in this regular season. What do you think? He won't have as much to hide, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, exactly. But, uh, I mean, seriously, you don't think that Sean, Sean Williams and Norris Cole are going to be starting for the Heat this year, right? No. Probably not. Um, what's, the, what's the game plan with Dwayne Wade? And his minute log and all that. Well, I, I think the game plan with Dwayne Wade is to establish a pretty firm rotation that puts him into the end of the games fresh. So he's not going to play a lot in probably the second quarter. Maybe even the, you know in the first quarter, like short shifts. Is that better minutes. for him though when he plays it like that? You know, you've got to take it's away the impact. It's hard to get cold and warm though on the joint. I would assume. Yeah, I guess so, but I mean, you have to look at the overall impact and the fact that you want Dwayne Wade to play the last six minutes of every game, and you got to get him there. Yeah, in, but you got to get him peak, there with a little peak, with, yeah, warmed yeah. up. Yeah. But uh, have you been watching these games? Have you seen the the Heat's uh, preseason? I watched so a far? little bit of the Brazil game against uh, what's his name? What's his name again? I, I that forgot guy? that guy on the Calves. That guy. Um, <laughs> what's his name? Where's a jer- I don't yeah. know. Somebody. Yeah, I, that I guy see a lot of calves. kids in Boca Raton running around with his jersey. What's his name? <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson. <laughs> exactly. Lyndon B. Johnson. Well, actually, wait a second. So let's talk about this. There was an incident in Saturday night's game in Rio de Janeiro. Oh, LeBron right. James set a pick for Norris Cole against his current teammates. What does that tell you about LeBron's state of mind? He doesn't know where the heck he is. I mean, really, <laughs> seriously, like... Is it, he it could prepared have been, to take could, these guys all the it way? It could have been the jet lag. Oh, come on. It's a one-hour time difference, okay? <laughs> There's no jet lag for that. That's all I'm nah, saying. I think he was just did – he, did he say what it was after the game? Was he playing around or was it like a total legitimate faux pas? Oh, it was a moment. It was an accident. He kind of right. Was it too into- hot in the arena maybe? Did he have a brain cramp? 
Something like that, maybe? Maybe he was stunned by the crowd cheering for Anderson Farajau. That's oh, probably what it was. They kept feeding Farajau. I, I love watching that guy. That guy's the best. Uh, you know what? I thought it was a great moment for Farajau, yep. the, the wuss that the, he is. Yeah, the Rio native. <laughs> yes, the Rio native that uh, Dwayne Wade loves to dunk on and kind of embarrass on the floor when he can. I wonder where he gets his perm. <laughs> I think that's au natural, my friend. Yeah, no no uh, juices and berries? I hope it's au natural. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think it says that LeBron is really – he's not fully there yet, and this is a problem for that team. Oh, here we go. Are you reaching already? <laughs> well, look, I thought their offense looked great. The my girlfriend never should really have well. left me. She doesn't know what she had when she was with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, she I, thinks that on, other man. guy got all the money and this and that. Every time I saw Kevin Love staring <laughs> flat-footed at a layup, I thought, this isn't going to work in the, the playoffs, you know? Right. They do need a uh, rim protector. That that they definitely do not have. No, they, they there's no rim protector on that roster. But then but, what's to stop them from going and picking up like a guy like you know the Birdman or something like that midway through the well, season? Well, he's under contract. For well, not a him more years, exactly, so. but a guy like him, some scrappy older. You know, they'll probably go after someone like that. Uh, bring Elkaskis uh, out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they bring uh, Big Z out. He's he's actually part of the front office there, so he's perfectly oh, he? available. Yeah, he can anchor their offense and their defense. In fact, he's just like a big slow anchor on the floor, dragging your team down. Uh, he's not the guy, but I mean, it, it's just it's it's a situation for them. I mean, Kyrie Irving, <laughs> Kyrie Irving sat Kyrie out. Kyrie Irving's great. Yeah, he's great. He's so great. He missed he's missed twenty five percent of his games as a pro, and he missed his entire only season as a freshman in college, and he missed uh, Saturday night too, which is I think disappointing as a fan. Yeah, yeah, but probably a sign of things to come. Maybe they're trying to reserve Kyrie Irving's minutes, even though he's twenty three. <laughs> Well, I mean, think about this, okay? Irving is hurt. Kevin Love has only played in about a quarter, uh, 70% of the games that he could have played in, right? Now, LeBron has already said, I'm going into a maintenance program, right? Maintenance program? A maintenance program. What, he wants to maintain his minutes too? Yeah, he wants to maintain his minutes too. And what happened last night to the Oklahoma City Thunder's captain? That was rough. Whoa, indeed. Yeah, Kay Durant out six to eight weeks. The Slim Reaper. He has uh, what's called a, a Jones fracture, and uh, and I'm just I'm looking I get at worried. The... Any athlete with a foot injury like that always concerns me. Right. I was gonna say uh, the uh, Hang Time blog, which is the NBA's official blog that mm-hmm. I kind of mainline here. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, the, their headline is Jones fracture can be tricky, but odds are Durant heals just fine. Okay. It's, it's more of a natural heel, really, to a bone, right? Well, it's it's not as bad as the Lis Frank foot injury, which is what sidelined Ronnie Brown, and it also put Udonis Haslam out of action in 2010. Lis Frank, yeah. That's that's at the bottom of the foot. The Lis Frank is where the the hamstring hooks onto the, or yeah, right, the, 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 yeah, the, yeah. No, it's the Achilles. The Achilles hooks. Yeah, onto yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. right. The, the Achilles <laughs> hooks onto your foot. On the list, Frank. And that's a terrible one. That's one of those you need a year to recover and you never fully recover from it. Um, so, yeah, this one is is very complicated. I mean, the, the sports, you know, the sports medicine guys say it's it's a serious injury. It's not like the middle toe because there's 100 uh, percent recovery. Mm-hmm. This is one of those where it's a little bit more 
It's the long bone on the outside of the foot that connects to the little toe, and it occurs towards the back of the bone in an area that receives less blood and therefore can be more prone to difficulties in healing. Now, I point this out not just because it's, it's very relevant. I mean, we're talking about the balance of power in the West, and Durant is, is a big part of that. Absolutely. But there's two guys in the NBA that have logged more minutes, almost an entire extra season over the last four seasons, than anybody else. LeBron James. And? Dwayne Wade. Nope. Bosh. Nope. Kevin Durant. Oh, I thought you meant more than Kevin Durant. Oh, no, no, no. There's two guys, yeah. KD and and LeBron. And, I mean, LeBron lost 20 pounds this offseason. He lost more and gained some of it back. But Carmelo Anthony went on that same kind of crash diet. Right, and I think for, down and for Carmelo, it's a great thing. I think it is a great he's, thing. He's a much more natural three than he ever was a four, they're and his roster to play is more loaded a, with fours. Right, they don't need him to play more of a fluid uh, position in the triangle. So, I think the fact that he's slimmed down and you know less less pressure on when he when he was carrying that extra weight uh, probably took a toll in the long run. And oh, it definitely took a toll, and and him being down low, but he had all those see, shoulder injuries. I don't see where that would help LeBron, where a lot of his game is taking it strong to the rack. You know, you don't want to get slimmed down. You want to keep that muscle on. I would think. I would think so as well, and that's why I'm a little bit concerned. It's just that, you know, you have Are LeBron Are you really saying, concerned, though? Do you really? Oh, I'm deeply concerned. <laughs> deeply concerned. That, that LeBron no may have No one's going to love you like I did, baby. Oh, <laughs> Please don't go. <laughs> Le- LeBron may have decided that, you know, he had to go back because this was his last chance to be there while healthy, but bodies break down. I mean, even the greatest players, unless they do what, like, Jim Brown did, which is to just walk away when you're in your prime. And that's very rare, and I don't see LeBron doing it. Well, they weren't giving contracts out like <laughs> like they are He's now. He's got two rings now. Did you hear about the new deal that they got, the NBA? Okay, yeah, that's that's a great point. Let's talk about that. In two years, the salary cap is going to double or triple. They said LeBron may be making $70 million a year in the next two years. Wow. That's why he left that contract open. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's why he took a two-year deal. Yeah. Right. Um, the NBA did a $2.6 billion television contract with their existing partners. TBS and... TBS, TNT, TNT and ESPN and ABC. And uh, they, they announced that they're going to create an over-the-top network. That means that they're going to actually deliver NBA content outside of the, the cable realm, outside of satellite... It's not going to be TV. It's just going to be internet delivered, uh, you know, video. But does don't is not kind of already there. There's some of that, but well, NBA going to TV has it. their own channel, and NBA.com you can watch any game live streaming. So they're going to kind of collaborate with all that. Well, ABC is supposed to create a whole new over the top channel for them, as part of this, and a few other things. They're going to feature them more in their programming. Okay. But the net effect is that each team is going to go from $30 million a year in television money under the current deal. And in 2016, they are going to get $90 million. And half of that is going to go to the players. Wow. That's that's a chunk that's, of change. That is sick, man. So Mark Cuban recently said that all things are on the table, including eliminating the max contract if guaranteed contracts are eliminated. Ah, ah, which yeah. I think is a bad idea for NBA players. Why? Well, I mean, for the players. I would rather have guaranteed money, even oh, if it's the, a little bit less, than, money. 
then okay then football type of contracts right you get hurt uh we're gonna dump you have a nice life right yeah because i mean what what can you say the guarantees protect the players. They don't protect the team, but, but they the, have the a cap lot of, they have a lot of little teams. nuance. Like the veteran guy, he has his own little spot in the salary cap. There are all these little nooks and crannies in the salary cap that are made specifically for different type of players. So <coughs> that's where the veteran guy can kind of. Mm. Well, th- there is the bird rights, which we've talked about quite a lot on right. this show. But uh, but there's there's a much harder cap today due to the negotiations which happened during a very depressed economy than there was in the past. So, you know, if somebody is, uh, you know, if somebody's over the cap today, if a team is over the cap today, they're going to be penalized. Whereas in the past, you could kind of keep going and going and going. Uh, Pay your luxury tax and be done with it. You could just keep paying more luxury tax. Now it's a progressive luxury tax. So it costs so much more that even the Nets Russian billionaire owner is looking to sell part of his team. Yeah. Is he already, huh? He wants out. Well, I mean, he's cap-strapped to a horrible team for another year. You see, see Jay-Z dumped early. He, he got out. Right, yeah. J-Kid left. Yeah. I mean. Well, Jay-Z got out because he started his own management company. He couldn't have association with the team. Yeah, he saw the future. He, he knows what's up. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about a couple of young Heat players that really impressed in the last two preseason games, forcing two unprecedented preseason overtimes upon us. That's go. James lot, Ennis and Shabazz minutes. Napier. <laughs> How's he looking, Shabazz Napier? He looks like a different man in the the preseason versus the summer league. Thank okay. goodness, because he was he was off in the summer league, and in the preseason, he hit two two free throws last Tuesday to put the Heat up to with two point two seconds left. He's definitely got clutch in him. That I'll give you. He's got the clutch. Yep. And in the game against uh, the Cavs in Rio. He scored, I think, 14 points, had six assists, and led a huge comeback. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the Heat came back in the Tuesday night game last week. They were down five points with a minute and Don't a half Don't get excited left. about Priest. Come on, bro. You can't get excited about the result, but merely the progress. And another young gentleman who did pretty well and I Ennis, think is right? going to be bucking for star- uh, for rotation minutes is James Ennis. How's he looking? What's he been up to? Well, Ennis, he's been on from three. He had 14 points, 10 boards last week, and this week he had seven. Or I'm sorry, last Tuesday he had 17 points in the fourth quarter, primarily this week, to also help lead the team back to a tie at the end of regulation, and uh, nearly pull it off in overtime. They pretty much kept the same five uh, young guys out on the floor and uh, gave it a shot for overtime. Didn't work out both times, but again, these these results don't really count. No. But, but it's good to see progress out of you guys. That's what the preseason is all about. It is see what, what, the, what it's see all what about. Catch the rising stars. But it, it begs the question: Do they ship Norris out? I'm not a uh, I'm not a Norris fan. No. No. Are you a Chalmers fan? No, not really. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. You'd rather see none of them starting. They're not Spanish are you, are enough you for you fan? as a Nick fan. Am I a Heat fan? Full disclosure, not, not even really. close. Yeah, not even I'm the close. opposite of what a Heat fan is. <laughs> Why, you like Cole? Yeah, I think he's good. You Why do? Not? Yeah. How many minutes would you ideally like to see him play? Six. <laughs> That's it. Higher this lower season. six. <laughs> six? A, a game? A game, yeah. No, uh, I think I'd give him more minutes. Now, I'm going to tell you who we can get rid of. Chalmers can go. 
Oh, Chalmers, Chalmers hater. Chalmers. No, I'm not a hater now. I like How's Chalmers, look? but what? you know what? I can get we can get something. How chunky him. did he come to camp? We can get something for Chalmers. Not at all, man. Chalmers came did to he, camp in pretty good is shape. Is he in good shape or is he chunky? He's in very good shape. And guess what? That's all the time we have. Oh, it's just getting fun. Just getting fun. Well, guys, we'll be back next Monday night at 8 o'clock with Joe Garcia. He's the U.S. Congressman for District uh, Florida District 26 in South Dade. This is the Only in Miami show. <laughs>